This is the Dan Abrams Lawn Crime Podcast, Sirius XM Radio. Attorney General Merrick Garland has just appointed a special counsel to investigate the classified documents that have been found both at the Biden Center and at President Biden's home and has appointed Robert Hur, a former Trump official, to lead that investigation. Now, I'm going to play you all of Merrick Garland's statement in a moment, in case you... It's only five minutes, the whole thing, everything he said. Uh, so I'm going to play that whole thing for you in a sec. But a, a number of things to, to keep in mind here about the, the reason, at this point, he needed to appoint a special counsel. The special counsel that he appointed with regard to Donald Trump's documents is going to have an enormous amount of autonomy. Garland needs to be seen as applying justice equally. Even though the Trump situation is different, very different, he had no choice at this point, but to appoint a special counsel. He was smart to appoint a special counsel as a former Trump administration official. Not that that's necessarily going to assuage the concerns of uh, any of the Trump supporters if somehow Trump is charged and Biden is not. Even if Trump is charged with obstruction of justice and, and Biden is not. Even if it has nothing to do with the actual retention of the documents, but the rejection and ignoring of the subpoena. But here's what I want you to listen for in the press conference, and I'm going to play five minutes in its entirety. Listen, at the ti- listen to the timeline, because this is the first time we're hearing about how long they have known about this. So, the fact that it didn't come out in the in the media doesn't mean that it didn't happen and that they weren't investigating it uh, and that they weren't addressing it. And so this is Attorney General Merrick Garland from about 40 minutes ago today announcing the appointment of a special counsel. I'm here today to announce the appointment of Robert Herr. As a special counsel, pursuant to Department of Justice regulations governing such matters. In keeping with those regulations, I have today notified the designated members of each House of Congress of the appointment. I'm joined today by John Lausch, the U.S. Attorney for the Northern District of Illinois, who conducted the initial investigation into the matter that I will describe today. On the evening of November 4th, 2022, the National Archives Office of Inspector General contacted a prosecutor at the Department of Justice. It informed him that the White House had notified the archives that documents bearing classification markings were identified at the office of the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement located in Washington, D.C. That office was not authorized for storage of classified documents. The prosecutor was also advised that those documents had been secured in an archives facility. 
On November 9th, the FBI commenced an assessment consistent with standard protocols to understand whether classified information had been mishandled in violation of federal law. On November 14th, pursuant to Section 600.2B of the Special Counsel Regulations, I assigned U.S. Attorney Lausch to conduct an initial investigation to inform my decision whether to appoint a special counsel. Mr. Lausch has served as the U.S. Attorney in Chicago since 2017. Before that, he spent more than a decade as an assistant U.S. Attorney in that same office. I selected him to conduct the initial investigation because I was confident his experience would ensure that it would be done professionally and expeditiously. On December 20th, President Biden's personal counsel informed Mr. Lausch that additional documents bearing classification markings were identified in the garage of the president's private residence in Wilmington, Delaware. President Biden's counsel informed Mr. Lausch that those documents were among other records from the period of the president's service as vice president. The FBI went to the location and secured those documents. On January 5th, 2023, Mr. Lausch briefed me on the results of his initial investigation and advised me that further investigation by a special counsel was warranted. Based on Mr. Lausch's initial investigation, I concluded that under the special counsel regulations, it was in the public interest to appoint a special counsel. In the days since, while Mr. Lausch continued the investigation, the department identified Mr. Herr for appointment as special counsel. This morning, President Biden's personal counsel called Mr. Lausch and stated that an additional document bearing classification markings was identified at the president's personal residence in Wilmington, Delaware. When I first contacted Mr. Lausch about this matter, he said he could lead the initial investigation but would be unable to accept any longer-term assignment because he would be leaving the department in early 2023 for the private sector. U.S. Attorney Lausch and his team of prosecutors and agents have conducted this initial investigation with professionalism and speed. I am grateful to them. Earlier today, I signed an order appointing Robert Herr a special counsel for the matter I've just described. The document authorizes him to investigate whether any person or entity violated the law in connection with this matter. The special counsel will not be subject to the day-to-day supervision of any official of the department, but he must comply with the regulations, procedures, and policies of the department. Mr. Herr has a long and distinguished career as a prosecutor. In 2003, he joined the department's criminal division, where he worked on counterterrorism, corporate fraud, and appellate matters. From 2007 until 2014, Mr. Herr served as an assistant U.S. attorney for the District of Maryland, where he prosecuted matters ranging from violent crime to financial fraud. In 2017, Mr. Herr rejoined the department as the principal associate deputy attorney general. In 2018, he was nominated and confirmed to serve as a U.S. attorney for the District of Maryland. As U.S. attorney, he supervised some of the department's more important national security, public corruption, and other high-profile matters. I will ensure that Mr. Herr receives all the resources he needs to conduct his work. As I have said before, I strongly believe that the normal processes of this department can handle all investigations with integrity. 
But under the regulations, the extraordinary circumstances here require the appointment of a special counsel for this matter. This appointment underscores for the public the department's commitment to both independence and accountability in particularly sensitive matters and to making decisions indisputably guided only by the facts and the law. I am confident that Mr. Herr will carry out his responsibility in an even-handed and urgent manner and in accordance with the highest traditions of this department. Thank you all. So there it is. Uh, You know, there's a section I'm probably going to want to replay. If you guys can just isolate for me, it doesn't have to be the second, but something of the the November 4th um, piece of it. I'm just trying to, I want to parse exactly what he says there. And the reason I want to do that is because I know that there are going to be some on the right who are going to say, oh, wait a sec. They get this report on November 4th, and then the FBI doesn't start investigating until November 9th. That's a day after the election. Why didn't they start investigating immediately? Uh, and the answer, of course, is that you know this is very typical in the way that something that is not a you know an immediate <laughs> the documents have been there for six years. So, um, but I, I, if we can go and isolate what he says about November fourth, I want to replay that in a minute. Now, I'm going to take your calls, by the way, at eight six six nine six seven six eight eight seven. And here's the question I have for all of you. Um, Do you think that the one investigation is going to have an impact on the other? Meaning, in theory, they shouldn't, right? In theory, these should be totally separate investigations. But remember that Merrick Garland is still overseeing both. Here's the way that I think that it could, one could impact the other. I think that if Jack Smith, the special counsel on the Trump documents, determines that Trump should be charged not just with obstruction of justice, but also for possession of the wep- of the I said this on the air too, the weapons um, of the documents, that it would be tough, I think, politically, even if the facts are different for the DOJ to go after Trump on possession and not Biden on possession. Obstruction of justice is a separate issue. But I am curious what all of you think about the appointment. And and look, there is simply, you know, no doubt that the discovery of these documents is going to throw a wrench into the Trump investigation. I mean, it is such a perfect political cudgel for Trump supporters to use. Even if it's not apples to apples, they can say that it is. All right, let me go back. Let me listen again. I want to one more time play the the specifics of who said what to whom on November 4th, four days before the election. On the evening of November 4th, 2022, the National Archives Office of Inspector General contacted a prosecutor at the Department of Justice. It informed him that the White House had notified the archives that documents bearing classification markings 
were identified at the office of the Penn Biden Center for Diplomacy and Global Engagement, located in Washington, D.C. That office was not authorized for storage of classified documents. The prosecutor was also advised that those documents had been secured in an archives facility. On November 9th, the FBI so commenced that, an assessment. That's, that's what I wanted to hear. So it's interesting. He's saying that the National Archives contacted the Department of Justice to say that the White House had notified the archives. They found the documents on November 2nd, but it doesn't say exactly when they called the archives to inform them. I mean, it's not that this is a, you know, a major issue. But this whole, and I'm trying to think of how to, how to frame this, and my head is spinning a little bit, I'll admit, because I just got off of ABC talking about this for a while. Um, on the sort of the question of the impact that this could have on the Trump investigation, I am a little bit torn. I guess that's why I'm a little bit hemming and hawing. It shouldn't have any impact. It shouldn't. But I don't, I just don't see how it doesn't. And yet, if the one special counsel says, I guess the point is, the only way one could have an impact on the other is the new investigation could impact the Trump investigation. And I don't think it's vice versa. That's the point. Is that Garland might nix a charge or two that Jack Smith wanted to move forward with. That's, I think, the the biggest way that it could impact it. But if Jack Smith says indict, and Robert Hurst says don't indict, I think he's still going to indict and not indict. So let's go to some of your calls on what we make of the announcement uh, in the last hour from the Attorney General. Big news. Let's go to Mississippi and Gabby. Hi, Gabby. How you doing? Hey, it's Gabby. Uh, Sorry, what's what's the name? Debbie. Sorry, Debbie. Debbie, yes. So we've been getting a number of names wrong, guys. Let's 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 try and <laughs> let's try and make sure we get the names right. Debbie, hi, Debbie. Hello. Um, Trump isn't in trouble for having the document. He's in trouble for not giving them back. It's the obstruction thing. I think this new special uh, is. Uh, Gordon just trying to appease the Republicans. Well, th- that may be true. Uh, he's trying to appease the Republicans or ensure the perception of fairness. But look, it is a big deal to, ta- to take classified documents home, period. I said it with Trump. I say it with Biden. It's a big deal. Now, do I think you're right that if there were no Trump investigation, right, if Trump had not done any of this, Do I think that Merrick Garland would be appointing a special counsel now? No. I think that Biden would have just dealt with the National Archives and this would be a non-issue. So it's true that there is an impact. 
But I don't understand why you are opposed. I would think Joe Biden should be supporting an independent investigation because unlike other types of investigations where you can start, you know, dredging up all sorts of other stuff, this is going to be pretty limited to the question of how did the documents get there? Why were they there? What was the intent? And if Biden's right and his lawyer now saying it was a mistake, why not have a Trump era special counsel come out and say that no charges are warranted? Well, one other thing, the, um, I forgot. Never That's mind. right. Gabby, thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go to, um, let's go to Adam in California. Adam, what do you got? Hey, Dan, you almost stole my thunder a little bit, but, right. um, I look, let the cards fall where they will, but most likely if there is no intent proven, um, this could, in my view, stop what could turn into 28,000 investigations like Benghazi by the Republicans. If it's most likely or however it is that there's no ill intent, it's 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 cut off right there. And then this is but they're going to still do it. The- but, they, but the Congress is still going to do their own. They're going to still do their own investigation. Right. Well, we know that. But I, I think it this would be this would turn into a different situation like then like the Benghazi thing went on for 10 years you know so yeah let them go back to Hunter Biden after this then <laughs> thank you Adam appreciate it let's go to Greg in New York hey Greg how you doing what's going on all right Dan thanks for taking my call so I wanted to first start with I think the fact that um this ground was kind of already broached with the Hillary Clinton saga and the emails when Comey said she was careless but not to the point of criminal prosecution Mm-hmm. as it pertains to a government official. So, you know, do you think that has any kind of core, any grounds here for, yeah, you may have classified documents, but in our eyes, it doesn't rise to the level of, of a criminal prosecution? Absolutely. I think that's the likely scenario. And that's why the Trump situation is different, right? Is because he was negotiating for months with the archive. And then finally, the archive said, look, he's not turning them over. So we've got to go to the FBI. They go to the FBI. He still doesn't turn them over. They say that they turned them over. They say this is all the documents. Then they get a subpoena. And they were right. Their tipster was right. They hadn't gotten all the documents. That as a legal matter is very different. But again, this is the ultimate intersection of politics Meets the law. Let's go to John in Virginia. John, how you doing? What do you got? Let me make a couple quick points. One, speculation is that they they had ten documents they found off the November uh, batch, and they say a further document was found on the January one that was handed over. We don't know what how many documents they found in the December twentieth uh, handover, and that's of interest. Secondly. When you move from one place to another, chances are it's the relative and a bunch of friends, not a bunch of lawyers that come in and move stuff. So I think a legitimate question has to be answered. Did somebody know about that there was stuff in there, and they said maybe these lawyers got to get in there while we're moving to take a look at this stuff? And I think that's a legitimate connection, a question as far as timelines, which would throw it 
probably back considerably further than just November, but that that's mere speculation. And you know, I agree with you. There's there's quite a bit of difference between Trump and Biden, but I also think that, that what happened that Hillary, where she destroyed the server, was you know well. At, at, but again, that's not what happened. She didn't destroy the server. One of her aides. You're talking about the phone that one of her aides destroyed. Well, whatever it was, they couldn't get the documents out. From well, it. right. They, well, they were able to get the documents ultimately. But again. You know, there's a reason, you know, this is one of the things that I forget that people just keep ignoring. And I mention this a lot on the program is, you know, this idea that the FBI gave Hillary a pass, right, is nonsense. Eleven days before the election, James Comey came out and announced that they were reopening the investigation based on something that turned out to be nothing. Now, if that had happened to Donald Trump. You would never be hearing the end of it about the FBI, the FBI. James Comey wasn't trying to. And every time I have never gotten a good answer from any person who tells me about how biased the FBI is and how horrible Comey was. And I always say, so why do you think then 11 days before the election, he announced that the Hillary Clinton investigation was being reopened? The only answer I ever get is, well, he thought that Hillary was going to win anyway. So it wouldn't matter. What? What? He made an announcement that had an enormous impact. Now, I don't think I don't think Comey was trying to do it politically. Was it a mistake? Probably. But again, we always attribute these political motivations. It's not political that James Comey announced 11 days before the election. It had a political impact. It's not political that the FBI is investigating Donald Trump. Anyway, I'm going off a little bit on a tangent, but it's something that I, I, uh, I care about. Let's go to uh, Mike in Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? What do you got? I'm, I'm well, Dan. Thank you for taking my call. And uh, you kind of you kind of had me uh, call you when you said your head is spinning with the differences here. Um, in my opinion, I mean there may be differences, but they're both top secret documents that were taken. Um, you know that that and there itself uh, is an investigation if you haven't returned them, whether you know it or not. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, I think that Biden and Trump aren't the only one that are holding top secret documents. I think former presidents before that probably still do have them, but I'm not sure where this is going and why they're bringing it up now after this right. time. It's, so it's first, intriguing. first, let me clear, clear up something. When I said my head is spinning, I wasn't saying my head is spinning because of the differences between them. I was saying my head is spinning because I've been doing uh, TV, <laughs> TV, live TV for the last hour. And I'm trying to make sure that I don't repeat what I just said on ABC on the show. Uh, and Or if I do, that I'm not repeating what I just said on the show. That was why my head was spinning, not because of the differences. But here's the key, all right? Is there is a difference between something being wrong and being criminal. What Hillary Clinton did was wrong. What Donald Trump did by holding the documents was wrong. What he did by um, ignoring the subpoena may be criminal. 
we'll see the reasoning behind both. Why did Donald Trump want to keep the documents? Why did Joe Biden want to keep the documents? That does become uh, important as well. But it's not necessarily a crime. You cannot say, well, they had classified documents. That's a crime. No. They had classified documents, and that is wrong. That doesn't necessarily uh, make it a crime. Let's go to uh, Dan in Ohio. Dan, how you doing? What do you got? Hey, Dan. Uh, just curious. I, I realize it's a step ahead, but what if the new special counsel decides that an indictment of Biden is appropriate? Yeah. How do you think that will proceed, given given the Mueller and the policy? Yep, yep. It creates a tricky wicket, doesn't it? That that the the, the latest decision from the it wasn't the DOJ. I guess it is the DOJ. Mueller was part of the DOJ at the time. Was that a sitting president can't be indicted by the attorney general? So that would seem to prevent it uh, from happening right away. Um, we shall see. But it's a good, uh, a good, solid question, Dan. It's one I've been thinking about, and uh, I don't have answers to yet. But I think you're right. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Let's go to Texas and Dean. Dean, how you doing? What do you got? All right. How are you? Good, thanks. My, my point, uh, maybe an observation, is that uh, I can't imagine Bill Barr ever appointing a special counsel for a similar kind of scenario um, to investigate uh, Donald Trump. And uh, my, I also think that this illustrates a kind of either naivete on the part of Merrick Garland uh, in doing so, but also possibly uh, a greater degree of integrity on the part of Biden and the, and the Justice Department under Biden. So that's mm. just my observation. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I think, you know, remember that when uh, when uh, Mueller was appointed, um, the president was not happy about that. And yet he still allowed it to to occur because um, he could have fired him, but he didn't. I'm not saying he deserves a lot of credit for that, but that is a uh, that is a reality. Um, thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go to Texas and Brian. Brian, how you doing? What do you got? Hey, good afternoon, Dan. Hey, quick question. And, and what these might be more just kind of an optics type question. Can the special counsel glean anything or is there something that might be more damaging? The fact that granted tr Trump had more, you know, he had them all in, in Mar-a-Lago. However, he was a former president with the power to declassify, but they were all in one area with Secret Service president. Not that their job is to guard these documents. But the fact that Bidens were scattered amongst the places, and we're assuming this is all of them, but now that we know they were in three different areas, his garage, a separate uh, office or a, special, a separate room, and the Penn Biden Center, is there something that the special counsel from a legal perspective can look at and go, are you guys trying to hide something, or what are you guys trying to hide by moving them around or having, having them in different places so we can't get them all? Is that any type of crime in terms of, obstruction by putting them in different locations yeah. so investigators are having to look at them and two do you think if they're if the democrats had 
retain control of the House. You would even see a special counsel right now from Merrick Garland, knowing that they probably wouldn't be investigated at all. So on question two, I'm confident there would be a special counsel for Merrick Garland uh, on upon the discovery. I don't think that the Congress changing hands has any impact on that at all. I mean, in, in theory, you could argue it's just the opposite, which is now that Republicans have control, they can do their own investigation. So Garland, in theory, could sort of just punt to them if he wanted to, much more so than in a democratically controlled House. But let me address your first question, which I think is an interesting one, which is how significant is it that the Biden documents were in uh, separate places? And it could be relevant to show intent. Here's the problem. Number one, it was the Biden team that found them and turned them over. That doesn't tend to be the kind of intent to hide them. If the goal was to hide them and not disclose them, why not, you know, wait until after Biden is no longer president to turn them over? Um, that's number that's number one. Number two is going to be, you know, it's it's a little difficult to say, oh, you know, the Secret Service was guarding them. They really weren't. This was in an area that was accessible to Mar-a-Lago guests. You could make an argument that the Biden documents locked in a closet at the Penn Center and at his home, um, you know, in a garage, which they said was in a secured area, may or may not be more secure. I don't think that's even the, the issue, right? The issue is not sort of, you know, which one was more secure unless it can show a level of recklessness, right? Unless it can show um, a level of disregard. But, but interestingly, the question here with regard to the possession of the documents is going to be about doing it on purpose, taking the documents for a reason. And it wasn't just a mistake, as the Biden team is now saying. That's going to be the critical question. And if there's anything to glean from the fact that they were in different places, let's say they do get a lead. Let's say they start investigating that this was intentional on the part of the Biden administration. And then, yeah, sure, if they can show that they intentionally put them in different places. But we're a long way uh, from that point. Interesting, though, Brian. Uh, thank you. Appreciate it. Let's go to Paul in Georgia. Paul, how you doing? What do you got? Hey, Dan. Um, so, I mean, I think nothing in Washington ever happens that is a coincidence. And, you know, I am personally having a hard time buying that they find documents in three separate locations within a month after he's been president for two years. I think it has more to do with Somebody knew those documents were out there and, you know, they had to come forward with it now that the Republicans have taken over because of how greatly they overplayed their hand with Trump. But I think more importantly, you know, what we don't know is what's on these documents. If they had to do with Obama's 08 inauguration security, who cares? If they have to do with Ukraine and Burisma and and different things that the Republicans have been trying to go after them for years for, I think that really changes the narrative a little bit. Well, I, maybe I, because they're classified, we'll never know what they were. Well, no, no. I think, I think that, I think we will in terms of the investigation. So we need to separate Ukraine from 
uh, Burisma and Hunter Biden specifically, right? Because we do know, apparently, that, that one of a couple of the documents or one of them relates to a briefing on Ukraine. If that's a briefing on, you know, the general state of, you know, for example, Biden was very honest about um, trying to get rid of the top prosecutor there because the, the U.S. government and allies believed that he was corrupt. If there are documents that specifically relate to Hunter Biden and Ukraine, that's going to be a little more suspicious. If he's got 10 documents that are highly classified and any of them specifically relate to Hunter Biden's role with Burisma, etc., that's a bigger potential problem, I think. So I think you're right to say what is in them could matter, but uh, we shall see. Thank you, Paul. Appreciate it. Let's go to Willie in North Carolina. Hey, Willie, what do you got? Dan, nice to talk to you. First of all, my sister wants to thank you for shaving. She wasn't <laughs> very happy. She, she really does. She really likes you. And she said, you know that, Dan, with that, with that beard, it's just not, not his look. So let him I know. I don't know. I, you know, that's why I like the beard look, right? It's like, you know, I'm trying to break out. I'm trying to, I'm not like no, natural. I'm we not don't na- want you to, I know, but I'm not like that at all. I'm not naturally cool, right? And I thought it kind of looked cool. So I was like, all right. Let me tell you something. What makes you very attractive to all the ladies in the office (laughs) is the fact that you're very well-spoken and you're very intelligent. You come across as very intelligent. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. I appreciate it. That's very attractive to a woman. Believe me. Anyway, uh, do you think that all these presidents um, every now and then have taken these documents unbeknown to themselves uh, pure negligence and or just, uh, you know, hey, here's the box, let's move it. But the question is, now, why would they even have a, a once a document is presented in, in their office, in the, you know, in the Oval Office, and it's, uh, uh, what do you call it, uh, uh, sensitive information, why would they even take that and, 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 hand, and hand it and keep it to begin well, with? Well, so here's the thing. So, so there's this misunderstanding that, you know, it depends on the level of the confidentiality of the document. But when you're the president or the vice president, you're going to get access to the highest uh, level of secrets, including the ability to take them home, right? Um, if this is some, you know, super top secret document that lays out the names of all of our assets in, you know, different countries around the world, then that's very different than something that, you know, lays out a, a basic sort of where do we stand in terms of security on a visit that's going to be happening to the UK. So, you know, it really does. The devil will be in the in the details. Thank you, uh, Willie, and thank your sister for uh, for watching. Appreciate it. Let's go to Florida. John. Hey, John, what do you got? Hi, Dan. Uh, I think there's one thing missing in all this. The the chain of custody on classified documents is is pretty thorough. And the archive people should have known that those documents were in Joe's possession. Mm. So the question is, did Joe turn in the originals and make copies and kept the copies? So the archives thought he had already fulfilled his top secret return. But when fact, he made copies and now he's got those right. copies on his premises. 
Right, except that there's no evidence to support that. The same way there was no evidence to support it when the left was claiming, oh, Donald Trump, and I, I played this clip on my show last night of someone on MSNBC saying, well, Donald Trump definitely could have made copies and then sold the information. It's like, there's no evidence to support that. There's no evidence to support the no. Yeah, there are a lot of things that could have happened. There are a lot of things that might have happened, but there's nothing to indicate that that actually did happen. So what? So why did the archive people miss this? They miss stuff. They don't. They 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 clearly do. We've seen it with every president. They don't have a perfect system for tracking every single classified document. And by the way, it's not that every. It's not that that they are filing away every single classified document. The documents that they were looking at from from Trump were the much more highly classified documents. They knew about specific items uh, that were missing. But it's a fair question to ask, which is, how does the archive go about determining which documents are missing? I think it's a, it's a fair uh, question. Maybe I'll try and even have someone on my show tonight on News Nation who can help answer that, who's a former archives person. Because I don't know the answer to exactly how their tracking system works and why they track, you know, what's the level of, of um, classification where they will definitively know a document is missing uh, versus uh, not. This has been the Dan Abrams Law and Crime Podcast with Sirius XM Radio.